Now, those are the words of someone who has caught in the moment, right? He is, he is extremely aware of what he's done wrong. In the moment, he is trying to, as quick as he can, right, to find a way to make these things right. You're listening to a message at Grace Church of Alma, a place where the curious, bored, and discouraged can journey together toward a full life with Jesus. All right, if you guys have your Bibles, go to Luke chapter 19, verse 1. Luke chapter 19, verse 1. I'm just going to start reading. Uh, he, being Jesus, entered Jericho and was passing through it. A man was, was there named Zacchaeus. He was a chief uh, collector of taxes. He was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not. Because he was short in stature. So I'll say, aww. I understand his problem. <laughs> so he ran ahead and he climbed a sycamore tree to see him because he was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, uh, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. Verse 6. So he hurried down and was happy to welcome him. Uh, all who saw it began to grumble and said, He has gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there, and he said uh, to the Lord. Now, in, in, this, in, this, uh, in this verse, I want to pause for a second. Um, I want you to try to feel the emotions that uh, this person's likely going through. First of all, he did, not, he did not know who Jesus was, right? He's, it sets us up by saying he's trying to find out who this man was. Climbed a tree, and this man that he's trying to watch, that all of these crowds of people know who this person is, this man he calls out, Zacchaeus by name, okay? There's going to be some emotions in that moment, some energy, some excitement, some awkwardness, some fear, some apprehension. Comes down from the tree and they're having this conversation, and now you can actually hear the grumbling of people around, right? They all begin to, to call this out as a problem because what they're doing is they are beginning to loudly discuss how this person, Zacchaeus, is not worth being able to host Jesus in his home. So uh, here's the response. So he stood there and he said, look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And if I have frauded um, anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Now, those are the words of someone who has caught in the moment, right? He is, he is extremely aware of what he's done wrong. In the moment, he is trying to, as quick as he can, right, to find a way to make these things right. The response from Jesus, and he said to him, today salvation has come to this house because he too is a son of Abraham. For the son of man has come out to seek and to save the lost. Now, in this series we're doing this, this uh, during Lent season, we're talking about uh, the importance of, of how we can reach people who are experiencing mental illness of any time. Uh, depression, anxiety, fear, suicidal thoughts. So um, each Sunday of this series, I want you to imagine that, that you are at the table with someone across from you, if you would stare at them. Yeah, you. Person across from you, right? And imagine that this person is having to decide whether or not to live one more day in this world, right? Now, what's crazy about this, we talked about this um, this past Sunday, uh, there are signs to notice when people are experiencing these types of pain and, and heaviness, but most of us are going to miss it. We don't really know what people around us are experiencing. 
And so the idea of each sermon, each, uh, each Sunday in Lent, is I want to give the person across the table one reason to wake up one more day. So if you missed last Sunday, the argument or the encouragement, the offering to the person across the table was, I encourage you to live one more day, because if not, you'll miss art. Now, if you didn't hear that sermon, you have to listen to it. But this morning, I have a new one for you. You'll miss feeling awkward. You'll miss the awkwardness. Now, I feel like it's a perfect sermon for this morning, right? There's, there are some of you who didn't feel anything at all that's different in this, in this morning, right? It's just another day for you. Right, Kelly? It's just another day, right? And then there are others of you which I will not call out where this is different. This is awkward. It gives you all the feels. You, you're in your head, and then you're in your, your emotions, and then you're just like, I want to get out of the room immediately. What excuse? I have to go to the bathroom. There's a baby who needs my attention. There's a phone call I have to fake. Anybody? Anybody. There's an awkwardness to it, right? And often in life, we take the experience of awkwardness as a negative thing. But this morning, I want to encourage you in something, that the experience of awkwardness isn't what you think it is. When you feel awkward, you have thoughts that race. It could be anything. You could be self-conscious about the way you look, about the sound of your voice. Am I going to sound smart? Your thoughts could be racing about the other person. Well, I wonder what they think about me. I, you know, I wonder if they even see that I'm here. Why is this person looking at me at the corner of their eye? Blah, 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 goes on and on. There's things in our, in our body, right? You can get the nervous sweats. Who gets nervous sweats? Me. There you go. <laughs> the nervous sweats, right? Ah. Uh, who gets flustered in the face, like you get like red in the face when you feel awkward? There are all these different experiences of how we feel this, this space in our lives. What's happening is our bodies, our brains are telling our bodies, and our bodies are telling our brains that this is a dangerous place, that we could get hurt. We, there could be harm done to us in this moment, right? If you want to, if you want to go back a, a few thousand years, it could be the same experience that someone would have when a lion is about to attack a human. There's something off. It's too quiet. What's going on? And you get that, right? The same thing is happening in, the, in this room today, right? Awkwardness. At the same time, there's also something else that's at work when you feel this, right? Awkwardness can definitely be a moment where you could be hurt because what awkwardness is is this. When you feel awkward, what you're really feeling is the experience of being vulnerable, having walls down, meaning I could get hurt right now because I'm not being defensive in this moment. Sit with that for a second. The reason that we had you sit to have a meal today, right? The reason that at peace treaties, when leaders come to talk over, you know, wars and, and consequences that could kill millions of people. They sit at a table. They seat themselves. They don't stand. They sit. When you are sitting, you automatically are less defensive than if you were standing. If I were going to attack you right now, would it be easier for me to attack you when you're sitting or when you're standing? There's something about that actual posture changes us. In the this, in this Scripture passage, you see what's happening in this moment. Here's this person being caught off guard, experiencing all the emotion. He, has, he could be defensive and say, you know what? Forget you guys. I didn't even ask to bring this guy to my house. He invited himself to my house. I'm out. 
I don't need this at all in my life. Or he could say, I didn't sin at all. I was just doing my job. It's not personal. He could have taken a defensive posture in this moment. But he chooses not to attack back the people who are attacking him. He didn't choose to, to make excuses. He chooses to sit in the space and to be vulnerable, to allow people to hurt him because there's a possibility that something else could happen. In these moments when you are experiencing nerves, anxiety, feeling awkward even, it does have a gift to it. Here's what it is. You are more alive, more awake to your life in the moments when you are spurred awake by that feeling of I'm in danger. It feels like something you should avoid, but that is actually a space where you are more present, you're more sensitive, you're more focused than all the other moments in that day. The gift of experiencing awkwardness is it's the gift of being present. You're literally here when you feel that. Now, you might choose to run from it and to run to your phone. How many of you guys run your phones in the meal? Yeah, I saw you. Okay. You can run to your phone. You can run to the bathroom like everyone does during the meet and greet. Amen. Right? We could, all, we could do all sorts of things. But before we choose to run from it, we're awake to it. We're present. Now, when you are vulnerable, when you are awkward, there is an opportunity for something. Because what you're experiencing, you are feeling that understanding that I don't fit. When you try to connect with, with this other human across the table from you, it just doesn't quite go. What you're experiencing is that you are different. You are unique. You're not just a square that easily fits the person across from you. There is a tension there. How do we adjust the pieces where we can connect? We're different. How do we connect? Awkwardness reminds you that you are special, that you are a gift, that you are different from the person next to you. Awkwardness reminds you that it takes energy and effort to connect to another human being. But in that energy and effort, there's a gift. If it was easy, it wouldn't be valuable, would it? But when you have the connection, you have something special. And what also happens in these places with awkwardness, in the moments when we are vulnerable, it, if you could be hurt in a moment, it means that you could also be healed in a moment. Think of yourself when you see the doctor. I talked about the chiropractor. It's been an awful experience for me the last three weeks. It's terrible. In those moments, I'm being vulnerable. I have a grown man taking my legs, swinging over my body, and like laying on me, cracking me, right? It's not a good experience for me. I want to be defensive. I want to throw the guy off me. I want to do all sorts of things that, that my body tells me, you are in trouble. Get out of here, right? This is not a good idea. If I'm not vulnerable, if I tense up, if I fight back, in that moment when this person begins to apply pressure that could heal me, if I choose not to be vulnerable, this same pressure could harm me. Are you seeing this? When you connect in church, at work, with human beings, with friends, with spouses, children, there are moments when you can choose to be guarded and you can cause harm to yourself and other people, or you can be vulnerable. You could even experience healing in those moments. You will find this. When you get serious about spiritual growth, you will find that most of it will happen with other human beings. And it will happen in spaces where you are vulnerable, whether you choose to embrace that or not. So what I encourage you to do is that awkwardness in your brain has to be like relabeled. Awkwardness is not a thing to be avoided. Awkwardness is a gift. It's a reminder that you are alive. 
It's a reminder that in this moment, you have a chance to experience something of value in this space. I can run from it, I can fight it, but if I would be vulnerable to it, if I would let myself sit in this space, there could be something special that God has for me. Amen? All right, well, uh, the worship team, I'll call you guys on up here. We're going to end with worship, and uh, we're also going to have some prayer time. So the agape feasts would end, lastly, with the Eucharist. But before the Eucharist, they'd have a blessing, a time of blessing. The idea was this. They understood, no, you can't take my stand. Go. Myra, you don't need a stand. You're good. You have it memorized, right? They understood the, the power of prayer. So what they would do is they would have time where each family, each person would have a chance to come forward and just allow someone else to pray for them. You don't have to have something wrong with you um, to get prayed for. If you do have something that's on your mind, something pressing, a question, a frustration, a burden, you can share that with the person. Or if you would just like to let someone pray for you, you can do that too. Uh, the prayer team, I want to invite you guys up. You guys can kind of get around the, the front of the stage, all you guys who are scheduled for today. Uh, you do not have to come get prayed for. You don't got to do that at all. I just want to make sure you know it's available. It's a, just one of those things where we choose to be vulnerable or to be guarded. Are we going to keep our own pain and junk to ourselves, or are we going to be vulnerable enough to maybe see if something healing could come out of this? So as we have our prayer team up here, we're going to jump into worship. Uh, if you guys can just kind of stand with me. So we're going to, we're going to go into worship. And if you, if you want to get prayed for coming up, if not, you can stay in your seats. You don't have to. So as we're worshiping, some people are going to be getting prayed for. And then we're going to end with the Eucharist. And, uh, and then we'll kind of see what the rest of the day has for us. Father, we just come to you right now. We ask, Lord, that we have a gift to transition back into that space of kind of focusing on you. So we just pray for ease. If there's anyone this morning who has a burden or a need or a, a heavy question, we ask, Lord, you give them the courage to come get prayer in Jesus' name.